Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. And welcome back to the Stress Podcast. I am super, super excited to record the next podcast interview with one of our wonderful guests for the show. And today it's Susan Monroe. Hi, Susan. How are you today? Hi, Julia. It's so good to be here with you and uh, be talking with all your listeners. So thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm always excited to record podcast interviews. It's always a really cool way for me to meet a lot of different people and at the same time also similar people because oftentimes we do talk about burnout and we talk about depression, anxiety, all, all these wonderful things. <laughs> um, and I always start my podcast off with three very simple questions, uh, which are number one, where are you located? Two, what time zone are you in? And three, what have you been up to this morning? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I am located in a little town called Cedarburg, Wisconsin. It's about two hours north of Chicago, and we're on central time in Wisconsin here. So, and actually, funny story, I actually grew up here and I ended up traveling and going many different places, but landed back here in my hometown. So it's, um, it's, it's been really fun from that perspective. And what have I been up to today? Um, well, let's see. I woke up and, you know, usually I start, try to start my mornings by getting outside. And, you know, here in Wisconsin, that can mean different things at different times of the year. It can get pretty cold, but it's really important for me to get outside, really get that sunshine like in my face and in my eyes because, wow, it, it sets our circadian rhythm, right? And it helps us to feel well. So I do that. And if I can combine that with some movement, that's good. So I did a little bit of exercise and then... I came back and um, I have an organic garden. So I went down there and I picked some vegetables and I, I made a cucumber juice this morning, a fresh cucumber oh, juice. And that was wow. really fun. <laughs> now, this sounds real idealistic. This is not every morning. <laughs> I also have an 11 year old who he's very busy. Got to get him out the door to school or wherever he's going. So that's always in the mix, too. Um, but no matter what, no matter how busy my morning is, whether I do it right away or a little bit later, I always try to find a little bit of space for some like meditation or just mindfulness to kind of start, start out the day really getting centered and grounded. Because if I don't, I find that my day can go like totally haywire, right? And all of a sudden mm -hmm. I'm going in a bunch of different directions. So getting outside, getting some movement, really, um, kind of getting centered and grounded. That's how I started my day today. And, um, now here we are. Very nice. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I'm super excited to chat with you about maybe first of all, your story and, you know, how you came to do what you're doing today. Um, and then we'll dive deeper into um, all of the other topics. But uh, yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do and how you came to what you do today? To, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Well, again, I'm Suzanne Monroe. I'm the founder of the International Association of Wellness Professionals, which is not something I would have ever thought I would be doing back at a young age because my story really does start at a very young age. I was, when I was a young girl, I was always wondering, what am I going to be when I grow up? And, you know, of course, every kid gets asked that question and mm -hmm. maybe they have their standard answer, but I literally never had an answer to that question. And I moved into like young adult and age and I still 
didn't know. Like, what am I going to be when I grow up? And so because I didn't know, I basically just followed the formula that was taught to me by my parents. And my parents, like many people in that generation, they went off. uh, They were the first of their generation to go to college. And their whole goal was about getting a good job, right? And you just stay in that good job. So that was the formula I followed. It was like, go to a good school, get good grades, and go get a good job. And I followed that path and I got to my very first job and I had some surprises. (laughs) One of the first surprises, I was working for this consulting firm in Chicago, was very fast paced. And in the first few weeks on the job, I noticed that my coworkers were sleeping under their desks. (laughs) So what did you study? Did you just study business then? I was actually, I studied, yes, I I was in business. I studied international business as well. And um, I actually got hired by this company because I spoke fluent Spanish. And so I was gonna be traveling um, in Latin America and different places using Spanish and also so some of my my business skills. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely like a fish out of water for sure. But, you know, I did because it was my first job, I thought, well, maybe this is normal. Like this is what people do in consulting firms or in the corporate world that they sleep under their desks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I never ended up sleeping under my desk, but I really went through a lot of stress in that position because I was traveling so much. I was traveling on the weekends. We were expected to work very long hours. And I remember one time I ended up um, on a project in Argentina and we had been staying up night after night. And finally, like on the third night, there I am, I think it's like two in the morning and I just can't do it anymore. I like literally put my head down kind of at my desk and I, I and I say, I got to go to bed. And I, I say, I can't do this anymore. And I get up and I kind of leave the team. And it was a real pivotal moment because I realized not only can I do, not do this project and stay up another night all night and work these types of hours, I just don't think I can do this whole job and this whole career and this whole lifestyle if this is what it means to Mm -hmm. be successful. And so it was kind of this big wake up moment for me because, you know, I had followed the path. I had followed the formula. I thought Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be happy, be successful. And I wasn't. I was facing career burnout. And so I left that position ultimately. But the strange thing was I ended up in other positions that were kind of similar. People were really um, working so hard that they didn't seem to have any balance in their lives. And so, you know what, I, I, I oftentimes would blame the company culture or, you know, blame my boss or my coworkers. And this went on mm-hmm. for a couple different positions. Mm-hmm. And I ultimately realized that no one was coming to save me. And I could stay here and blame other people, or I could finally take a look at my own habits, my own practices, and my own choices and decide to show up differently and do something different. So it was kind of this reevaluation moment I had at a point in my life where I decided I was gonna do things differently. And you know, I think a lot of people have these reevaluation moments. They can come in many different forms. Maybe you hit burnout, or maybe um, something happens in your life, like in your family, and you all of a sudden can't balance your career with maybe a personal crisis. Or, you know, you you have a position change at work and it becomes totally overwhelming. And we have these moments where we can either muscle through them or we can kind of pause and take a moment and say, what's the greater opportunity here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking, or like when people have a baby, right, if they become mom or dad, I think that I think that's a very pivotal moment for people as well, where I often hear that that career burnout is happening because juggling kind of that personal 
life with the professional life, the professional life and struggling or, you know, juggling all of these hours when you're just by yourself is still manageable. But then when there's like a, a few more other people coming into the mix because you're starting to have responsibility for other people um, and for other humans, then that can become really challenging as well. So, yeah, super interesting. Okay, so you get to this point, right? So you are working for all of these different companies, but you realize, oh, hey, like, it doesn't really maybe something to do with that external world um, that I kept on blaming um, for the way of how I was feeling. But you realized, obviously, it had something maybe to do with you. So what was kind of then the next thought process? Well, um, a couple of things were happening. Um, I At one point, I also became a mother. Mm -hmm. And so there was that dynamic. My husband at the time also was diagnosed with like this incurable illness, right? Mm -hmm. So just like you said, I was starting to have to like give support to other areas. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I, I didn't have anything left to support myself. And the interesting thing that I think is happening right now with, you know, we have this great resignation going on. Millions of Americans have left their jobs. I think it was like 4.5 million people left in just like one month alone is like astronomical, right? They surveyed these people and they asked them why they left. And the top two reasons, I think 89% of the people said it was because they were both burned out and unsupported, mm -hmm. right? So these two are like the perfect storm mm -hmm. that really causes this career burnout and sort of these wake up moments. And that's why we, I think we've seen so many people leaving in droves because of this, right? Because if you're not supported and you're facing burnout, like you can't go on. Yeah. Um, and so that's really, all these things were kind of happening to me as well. And ultimately I did exit the corporate world and move into being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, no matter what you're doing in life, whether you're an entrepreneur, or you're in the corporate world or doing something else, burnout is still a potential, right? So we do have to look at our own selves and we have to like manage our own selves and be willing to say, okay, how am I gonna live my life? Like what's really important to me? And um, one thing I did was get really clear about what was really important to me, mm -hmm. right? Because we can give all to the companies that we work for. We can give all to our careers, whatever it is we're doing. And that's great. It's great to be of service, but we also have to balance that with being of service to ourselves. So I got really clear about what was important to me. Um, and I call these my personal principles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. And so, yeah, tell us more about that. So you identified your personal principles. What were some of these principles? Yeah. So first of all, personal principles are basically, just to keep it real simple, it's what you deeply care about, right? It's like if everything was going to end tomorrow or change tomorrow, like what are the things that are most important to you? And the interesting thing I think about personal principles is that you might know, like if I asked you right now, you might know what your personal principles are, or at least a mm -hmm. few of them. But some people are like, I have no idea because of the fast paced lives they're living and because of how they're just overachieving and, and doing certain things that they haven't really even had that time, that introspect, introspection to say, okay, what's really important? What do I deeply care about? Mm -hmm. And so personal principles, I think are a great starting point to say, what really matters to me? Because you know what? I think it's like we work 90,000 hours over a lifetime which is a crazy amount of time. You've it probably heard that stat. Yeah. <laughs> 90,000 hours and it's like, okay, if we're not aligned with our personal principles, like what's the whole point 
of an entire lifetime then, mm-hmm. right? So we want maybe we align our work with our personal principles or we find other ways outside of work to, to tie into these personal principles. But knowing what your personal principles are, I think are really important. Just to give you an example, I have many personal principles, but a couple of them are wellness is one of my top ones because that's the field I'm in. It's something I've been passionate about for two decades now. Family, super uh, important personal principle. I love you know my son and my husband. And then another personal principle that I kind of discovered throughout this journey that was important to me was freedom. And I've really kind of redefined that even this year and this last year to a new word, which is sovereignty. And, you know, you hear the word sovereignty, and you're like, wait, what the heck did, does that mean again? You know, you think mm-hmm. of kings and queens, right? They were sovereigns. Well, they had rulership authority over themselves. And that's one of my personal principles because it's not just about the freedom to make your own choices, but it's the sovereignty, which is the self-sovereignty, self-sovereignty, which is being able to really listen to your own inner truth and being able to make choices based on that, based mm-hmm. on that inner wisdom and that voice versus all the other voices that are out there, right? And there's a lot mm-hmm. of voices out there today, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. your boss, your coworker, social media, the news, your family, like it's really easy to get caught up in all the other voices out there. And it's like, hey, what is your voice? What's important to you? And that ties into personal principles as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, I love that. And that's a really cool way to look at that. Because I was just thinking, yeah, freedom is definitely one of mine. <laughs> Adventure, love, right? Um, so yeah, that's really super interesting. And I love that you call it personal principles as well, because I think we often talk about values, right? Um, and I think that's, you know, that goes back to the same thing. It's like, what is important for you? Um, and oftentimes, and I love that you are saying that oftentimes we are following this formula uh, without really thinking about what is really important for us, especially when uh, we don't really know what we want to do. I can totally relate to that too. Um, and. It's actually interesting because what I wanted to become as a child has kind of come full circle <laughs> because I always wanted to become a teacher and now I'm training and teaching, um, not in the space that I ever thought, right? I, I thought that I would go to a high school or to a college and teach um, kids and now I kids and, and now I teach adults. But um, yeah, I kind of still followed that formula and there were definitely times where I didn't really, where I wasn't really aligned with that true um calling that i always had because i always wanted to become a teacher and i really love teaching and so um yeah so super interesting so you identified wellness and i assume i want to kind of take the listeners back to that moment because you know obviously i know that once we talk about these things it sounds all super simple and like you know like we're just kind of um putting one step forward after another but i'd like to take the listeners back to that moment in time where you were you know probably overwhelmed and yeah like you had this probably super safe corporate job with all the benefits um you had a baby right which sometimes then makes people even more so um holding on to these like safe environments in order to uh, right to to make sure that your family is safe as well how how did you feel during that time and what kind of things were you doing in order to uh, identify your personal principles and you know how get did you start to get to think about these things i love that question and i've had people ask me that like whether it's friends mm-hmm. or past coworkers right because i know when you're in a position it can just feel like 
you're stuck and you're trapped and there's really no way out. And it's really hard to see outside of that. And I sometimes mm -hmm. wish I could go back in time and talk to that younger version of myself mm -hmm. because I was in that struggle too. And what I didn't realize at the time that everything that was happening was actually part of the process to get me to where I was. So I was stuck in different mm -hmm. careers that I didn't like, but ultimately they actually informed what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. So that's always kind of interesting. So we have a saying in our community that life is happening for you, not to you. Right. So a lot of times we feel like life is happening to us. Like, why is it so hard? Why is it such a struggle? But if we can change our perspective, our mindset a little and think, OK, life is happening for me. And even if it's a hard, challenging time, what in it is for me right now? Mm -hmm. There's something here to learn versus being caught up in the weight of it, which leads to feeling stuck and feeling mm -hmm. trapped. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really huge. As I look back now, too, I think I had kind of this little, a, a different new formula I had to create that I was creating that I didn't know at the time. But now looking back, I think to really get in alignment with what it is you're meant to do, whether it's within your current career or if you're going out on your own, whatever it is, you want to feel in alignment in a life, right? Like it, that alignment, at least for me, is another big word because if you don't feel purposeful, you feel purposeless. Mm -hmm. And so to get into alignment, I think, is really kind of a combination of three different things. Um, the first is your talents. Like what are your natural talents? What are the things that comes just like very easily to you're really good at people always tell you and it may not even be obvious to you because it's just like so natural to you. It could just be something really simple like you're a really good listener, right? Or you're really good at leading people or you know, something else, but there is something that comes naturally to you and that's super important because if you're not doing that, you're going to definitely feel out of alignment. But then you got to take that natural talent and you've got to combine it with your passion. Well, what's my passion? You might be wondering. Okay, well, you know, it's it's really something that you can pass hours doing and you don't realize. Like, have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, four hours just went by. I was really lost in this because you're so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So, and again, that can be a lot of different things. Those two things are important. But the final piece, I think, for me, at least in terms of alignment, is where do your talents and your passion match up with your personal journey and your personal story? Mm -hmm. Because that's what really brings the heart of it and allows you to really bring that uniqueness and kind of create that alignment. And let me just give an example because people might be thinking, well, okay, how does this really work? Mm -hmm. So. My passion was holistic wellness because I had gone on this journey where my husband was diagnosed with this incurable illness and I kind of became the researcher and I became his coach and I really helped him and I saw how going this different route really changed everything. Okay, so that became my passion in life. Well, still, I didn't know what am I going to do with this? And then my talents were that, and I like to say I have many talents, but mm -hmm. A talent that I had, which again, it wasn't something I really realized at first, but something I'm really good at is creating systems out of information. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds kind of weird, but like, mm -hmm. you know, taking in all this information and then like, how do people actually take that in? Mm -hmm. So you got those two things. And then what was my story? Well, my story really became about breaking the rules because I'm a real rule follower. 
Right. And I followed those rules about, you know, following the formula. And what happened is when I followed the rules, I saw it didn't actually work out for me. Mm -hmm. So there was this like colliding force where I had to come to confront my story and realize that I was living really uh, from an old paradigm. And so when I took those steps and I saw that I didn't have to necessarily follow the rules that I had to create my own rules, basically, I had to carve my own path. Um, so when those three things came together, they ultimately led to what I'm doing today, which is I'm the founder of an international association called the International Association for Wellness Professionals. But basically what we do is we support people to carve their own paths, creating their own careers, combining their stories and doing it using our systems. Mm-hmm. Again, you could have never told me I would have been doing this, but you can kind of mm-hmm. see how with that formula, these things came together. Back to your question, though, it's a journey. This didn't mm-hmm. all just happen magically. When I was there, you know, holding my son in his arms, trying to figure out what I was going to do next, I was already on the path to trying different things. I had already kind mm-hmm. of said I'm going this way, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the scary part for people. And it's the very reason they don't make a change because the thought they're carrying is, I gotta pay the bills, right? And part of that is true. (laughs) Part of that is true. But then we also have to look at other stories we're telling ourselves that aren't true. Um, And we have to start to change those stories a little bit. And we have to start to take some risks. And I say this as somebody who is totally risk averse. In fact, I grew up with an old adage that my, my dad used to tell us, and it was never risk a lot for a little. Okay, never risk for a lot for a little was like something I heard at least on a weekly basis. So I grew up believing you never take risks and you certainly don't leave your job to go out on a limb and do something that may or may not pay the bills, right? So that's why I stayed stuck for so long. But when I started to look at all those beliefs, I realized those were someone else's beliefs and I had to start to reframe how I thought things if I wanted to make a change because there's a, a saying out there, nothing changes unless... Nothing changes if nothing changes. Okay, Mm -hmm. nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you're not happy, if you're stuck, if you're unfulfilled, you have to be willing to change. And you might even have to be willing to risk a little, even if you're like me, you're risk averse, but you do it by taking small steps. And you show yourself what happens when you take the small steps. So it doesn't mean you have to go cold turkey, like up and quit your job or something tomorrow but you test little things out. Mm -hmm. Maybe you talk to a friend or a colleague or you do a little something on the side. I was moonlighting for several years before I actually took the full leap to leaving my job Mm -hmm. to show myself that I could do it, to give myself that confidence, to really Mm -hmm. make sure. So Mm -hmm. I think those small steps are really important. Yeah, they're super important. And I love the saying, nothing changes if nothing changes. I haven't heard that before. Totally makes sense. and. So did you have someone that helped you? Do you like think back to like an important person or maybe even a book or someone that kind of instilled a little bit of this courage almost to like go out and test out or was it more of a natural just process for you? I think it was a combination of a couple things. One was while I was in my job struggling and not being happy every day I would go into this coffee shop 
and I saw this person there who just seemed to be like enjoying life. And he was like, you know, he had this lifestyle of freedom. He'd be working at his computer. And this is again, like, you know, almost 20 years ago. So that was people working remotely was a little less of a thing you would see. This is much more popular today. And, you know, he'd be talking to everybody and then it'd be, you know, 10 o'clock, he'd drive off in his car. And I kept thinking to myself, now, what does that guy do? Mm -hmm. Because everyone else around me in my life was, you know, doing the, the nine, nine to five, five. Yeah. times two. Uh -huh. And so that person, he I don't even know who he is anymore today. He probably doesn't know who I am. But it was like this little moment huh. that over a certain time period that I kept wondering, now, okay. what does he do? And what was important mm -hmm. there was, again, just realizing there's many different paths and there's many different options, but I have to kind of be willing, you know? And then I really dove into, I love you, you mentioned books. I dove into reading so many different books in self-growth and self-improvement and business and entrepreneurship. And I can't even say if there's one book that really made the difference, mm -hmm. but it was sort of the compilation of pulling gems from all of these things and realizing that I wasn't alone on the journey, that while I had followed a certain path and there was everyone around me might've been following that path, there was a lot of other people that had gone a different way and that it was possible if I was willing to experiment and give myself that opportunity. I think a lot of it comes down to trusting ourselves. And believe me, I didn't trust myself because I was scared too. But all we really have is ourselves to trust, right? So we have to kind of develop that self-trust. And I do believe there's always kind of a higher force working with us that's kind of pulling us along. Uh, we're not alone on the journey and we can take those small steps and move forward and learn how to trust ourselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It really deeply resonated with me when you were saying, you know, like you were doing all of these different things. And at the time, you didn't know how they would end up connecting together and actually making total sense. I definitely had the same experience. And, you know, what really resonated with me there was to really trust that process and to trust that it starts within you and that even though you might not know when you are in that process right now and you are asking yourself the question, but where does that lead to? Just do what you enjoy doing. I think that was something that I followed a lot during that time. I would do a yoga teacher training certification and I did a certification in um, um, sports psychology and people would always ask me, why do you do that? And what are you going to do with that afterwards? And I'm, I was always like, I don't really know. I just find that super interesting, you know, and you don't always need to have an answer at the time to be like, this is exactly what I'm going to do with this. Like, if and if I don't have that path, I'm not going to do it, right? It, I was literally like, I, I have a fixed job, so I'm just exploring and investing my free time into things that I'm passionate about. And I think that's really interesting because when you're experimenting with these things, then then you find maybe an answer about on what are you passionate about because sometimes we might not know what are what are really our passions or we would say i have 20 different passions and i like everything a little bit but not everything a lot of bit you know or um what are these personal principles and i think that was something that i struggled with for a long time that i was thinking i don't really know what i'm really passionate about i don't really know what i'm really good about and you know experimenting was really interesting as well because sometimes i would do things and would be like this is exactly what i don't want to do i don't want to become a yoga teacher or i don't you know and and that's really important for the process as well 
but you're taking yeah. these little nuggets of things right i still learned mindfulness and i still learned um you know how body and mind are connected and then you know that still obviously informed the programs that i'm doing today so mm. yeah so I that was really that. really sweet that you mentioned that as well yeah um so we talked a little bit about you know how you you burned out you know <laughs> going through these different corporate jobs finding your passion starting your own business i'd love to talk a little bit about the the other side so you know what if the person that's listening right now says this all makes sense this is great but i don't want to leave my job i actually i am passionate about what i do but i'm still burning out because the hours are crazy um or the expectations are really high what can people do when they are faced with that mm. I love that. And I think it really ties back to what you just said earlier. And I just do love how you went out and allowed yourself to try things without having the answer. Because mm -hmm. I feel like so often we feel like we have to be in control, right? Like we think we're controlling all this and we have to mm -hmm. have the answer. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, we're not doing it because, oh my gosh, what will people think, right? Exactly. And yeah, what will 100%. we think? We're like, I don't know. But what you did was you gave yourself permission. And mm -hmm. it really reminds me of a coach in our community who was in the corporate world. She was working for in the finance world and something similar happened to her, but she basically hit career burnout mm -hmm. and you know, she was really stuck and she went to her boss and this, I, I'm not recommending this for everyone, but she went to her boss and she asked for some time off. She took a sabbatical, mm -hmm. right? I'm sure that was really hard to do because she's thinking, well, yeah. I'm going to get fired or they're going to say no. And guess what? Her boss actually said yes. Now I know that may not, you know, resonate with everybody. That may not be possible. But the lesson of the story really is that she gave herself permission. Mm -hmm. She gave herself permission to ask, to actually take the time off. And what happened to her was that she, first of all, healed her burnout, which was super important from a health perspective to really mm -hmm. regain her energy and get stabilized again, because otherwise she was going to be heading toward um, a direction that she wasn't going to be able to work out work at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So she she kind of had that healing time, but she also got clear about what she was meant to do next. Now, she didn't end up going back to that job. But she ended up really kind of evolving and taking all her skills there and moving to the next thing. So even if you don't want to leave your career, back to your question, what can you do to give yourself permission to have these explorations, to really look closer at yourself, to do what I call hitting the pause button on life? And honestly, hitting the pause button can even be just for 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be the sabbatical. For sure, yeah. It can be, let me hit the pause button today to really to really look, whether it's at my personal principles or something else, mm -hmm. and determine, you know, what is it that I want to do next? When, when you're in a position where there's burnout, you can feel really trapped. But I think there's also opportunities to work within your current company. If you're feeling burnout, you're not the only one. Right. But we're so afraid to have these conversations with other people because we think we're the only one. And so I think it can create growth and change not only for yourself, but within your current environment. And frankly, if it doesn't, you may be able to transfer your skills to a similar position that's more nurturing to you as a person mm -hmm. while you're still giving of your gifts. So, mm -hmm. but the only way this is going to happen if you hit that pause button to say, okay, what are the options versus again, just continuing to running, run through the motions and you know, feeling stressed every single day and never hitting that pause button. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love that. And I think, you know, something to be said, obviously, about being emotionally in a heightened state when you are experiencing so high levels of stress and burnout, and then you can't make rational decisions anymore, right? You need, you're in such an emotional state that everything seems, you know, like the end of the world and feeling trapped and stuck and so on. And um, one thing that I'm thinking about as well is that, yeah, so if, if you are in that burnout state at work and you, but you do kind of think that you still love your job, give yourself a little bit of space. And it could sometimes even just be a weekend, right? Or a long weekend or a day or whatever, a self-care day. And to really ask yourself some questions. I think questions are so powerful to um, identify what is really going on. Because sometimes we might be so overwhelmed with a lot of thoughts and feelings. And I really believe in journaling. Um, I really believe in sitting down and just asking yourself a few important questions. Um, because, yeah, I think that's, that resonates so differently sometimes than if, you, if you're just talking to someone and to li- really just ask yourself these questions. And you might realize, I am really aligned. I am really passionate about the work that I do. And then it's, it, you know, the answer is not always, okay, I'm going to leave my job. Because as you were just saying, you left your job multiple times in, because you thought it was, uh, uh, you know, it was like the company or it was the colleague or the manager that you didn't align with. But, you know, what I have seen a lot um, working with people that do are that are very passionate about their jobs is sometimes they just need different systems. And you were talking about systems, too. They need different habits and routines. They need to build these skills in order to uh, to set better boundaries, have better, better time management. And so it's not always it's not always the 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 perfect solution is not always you leave and you go somewhere else or you start your own job, because I always say if I wouldn't have had the tools at hand and when I developed and obviously as I was going through my own burnout in 2018, I would have burned out again as an entrepreneur too, because I was just, you know, I had built these routines and habits in my corporate job that, that were me. And no matter where I went, I took those with me, right? So it was really important to, to realize there were some important internal changes that had to happen with my within myself in order mm-hmm. to enjoy what I do today. And I do constantly practice time management and setting boundaries and creating space for myself and the projects that I work on in order to not burn out. Um, and so, yeah, so I think career burnout, I think it's a really interesting topic and it doesn't always have to result in leaving the job, but mm-hmm. it sometimes needs to be the skills and habits that you need to realign in order to to really thrive in the job that you do. I love that, right? Because whatever, you're, you're taking the moment, you're taking that opportunity, as we said, and saying, okay, what are the skills? What are the habits I need to develop? Because it the grass is always greener on the other side, totally. right? Like you think, if I just leave, and that's kind of what happened to me too. I'm like, well, if I just leave, but then I go to the next position and it's mm-hmm. a little bit different, but it's still there. And I think another, um, and I love that you mentioned journaling too. And one of my favorite journaling questions is like, what is making me feel alive right now? Mm -hmm. What makes me feel alive? And you can ask that same Mm -hmm. question for your career. Like you could be really stuck in like everything that's not working and like, you know, all the big mess that's going on. And there's a famous quote, I think by Howard Thurman, he says, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and then go do that. Because what Mm -hmm. the world needs is people who have come alive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can do that wherever you are right now. You can be your best version and highest version of yourself when you tap into what brings you alive. And you can do that in your career right now. 
but you got to ask the question, right? And then you can really look at it. And if you literally cannot find anything that keeps you alive in your current career, then maybe you do need to start thinking about, you know, how you're going to make a change. Um, I will say too, though, I think we carry around a lot of narratives, mm -hmm. stories, basically, that mm -hmm. that we tell ourselves that can be from, again, our upbringing or unconscious thinking. They're kind of like, phrases you might say or badges of honor that you kind of carry again i carried around never risk a lot for a little for quite some time mm -hmm. i also carried around um you have to work really hard to make money right so that mm -hmm. meant mm -hmm. i was just going to keep burning out to create success so i those were literally beliefs that i had um you know, you might have other beliefs like I have to be the responsible one or, you know, um, I, you know, living yeah. a passionate life is, is a pipe dream. I don't know, whatever it is. Everyone has their own narratives. Or you can't make money as a creative, for example. Yes. Right? I think that's a really important one, too. Yeah, that's, because a that's... lot of people are passionate about creative <clears throat> things, but then they're like, oh, I can't make money with that. So I can't do yep. that. You know? So if you're journaling, you say to yourself, what are my narratives? Right. And what are these real phrases, these real badges that I might even like connect with people on? Like we have the same narrative. And then where is that narrative actually coming from? OK, you trace it back to the source and then you say, OK, that was kind of that person's narrative, or exactly. his or her. And do I want to do I want to create that legacy? Do I want to carry forward that narrative? Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. We may have some positive narratives as well. But I will tell you this from working with thousands of people around the globe who have been in career burnout and have made the change to doing something they love is that they all had old narratives that they had to be willing to change because our narratives equal the choices that we make because our narratives create our behaviors and ultimately create the choices we end up doing every day. So if you don't like what you're seeing in front of you, you have to look at the narrative and you have to be willing to change the narrative so that you can you can create something different. Yeah. And what I love with narrative as well as the identity, because I think what you were saying that we like the narrative, I think it's also even like that identity then that wraps us up, right? only a corporate job will make you money. Like I talk a lot with clients that say, but I love the company that I work for. Like I love, I, I'm wearing such a badge of honor for to work for XYZ company. And I look at, you know, maybe growing up in a small town, I look at all of these other people and what they did with their lives. And I am so proud. Like, I, you know, they are so strongly identified with, with the company culture that um yeah that that keeps them from really listening to what they really want to do or what they really need i think that is such a huge point i hadn't really thought about it that way before but as you say that it kind of makes me realize like in life we often identify with a lot of things outside of ourselves whether it's our career whether it's our house whether it's our money whether it's our relationship, like we superimpose ourselves on all these things. And yes, they're a part of our life, but they're not who we are. And we have to self-identify. We have to be so start with ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. There's nothing wrong with money, with your house, with, you know, having a company that you actually like or a great career, you know, like people feel bad sometimes when they have certain things like, it, none of that really, it really doesn't matter. What matters first though, is that you, that you understand more from yourself, that you identify first with yourself because as the world around you changes and it will change, you might be so identified with that company and one day they just say, bye, you're gone and you're totally shocked, right? So, but if you've lost yourself, then you have lost everything. 
But if you've always had yourself, then you still have yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important to start with the self. And I think those are some of the things we've been talking about today is like, how do you start with a self? How do you get clear on some of those things so that whatever's happening in the external world around you, you still always have yourself to come back to. And that, and the reason that's important, it comes back to my favorite word, sovereignty. When you come mm-hmm. back to yourself, it's always going to guide you to that next step. But you may not mm-hmm. know exactly what it is right now, but it is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, I am very curious to hear a little bit more about the International Association of Wellness Professionals. What do you do there and how do you help help women or professionals? And I will say a lot of women are a part of our community, but we have men as well. Um, and so the International Association of Wellness Professionals is home to holistic wellness coaches really across the globe. And some of the things that are really important to them and to our community is uh, one, carving your own path, kind of creating a lifestyle of freedom and finding you know what it is you love to do and tying in holistic wellness to that. So of course you have listeners in your community from all different walks of life and careers and experiences, but maybe some of you out there listening are like, oh yeah, I'm interested in in health and wellness too. And holistic wellness specifically is really kind of a blend of taking all of our modern day health practices. We have so much information at our fingertips today. It's really blended with so many things that are really from ancient wisdom and age old healing practices and bringing them together um, to really support people on their own health, wellness, and life journeys and doing it from a holistic approach. And the whole idea is that um, we're all individuals. So what works for you, Julia, is not the same thing that necessarily works for me. And coaches in our community learn how to guide people to really discovering what works for them and going on the path. And it's not just about nutrition or food or health or changing our habits or anything like that. The holistic approach is really looking at all areas of your life, including your career, which we're talking about today. And the whole idea is that they're all interconnected. So again, back to career burnout. Mm -hmm. If you're burning out in your career, I can guarantee you it's affecting other areas in your life, like the food choices you make, like your relationships, right? And then maybe what's also impacting your career is your mindset. So too often, I think in the traditional health approach, we just try to fix one thing. We try to like fix the symptom. And that would be the same thing with our career burnout. We just try to fix the career. Like you said, we go on and we're still the same. Mm-hmm. We have to take this holistic approach to see how these things are all interconnected if we really want to create a long-term solution for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And so you're just a community then of wellness professionals or do you, you said you were providing them with systems. So are there new coaches that usually come into your group or how does it work? Well, our specialty is really helping people to launch their own successful coaching practices, really creating a life that they love and and becoming holistic wellness coaches. We train and certify them. We've been doing this for almost uh, 15 years now. And um, it's really been just amazing to watch uh, the growth that people go through because it's kind of uh, a three-part journey. You know, you work on yourself, you work on your own health and wellness in life and find your own path and journey. Then you mm-hmm. discover how to coach and support others. Mm-hmm. And one of our philosophies is um, be the guide, not the guru. Because mm-hmm. I personally think there's a lot of gurus out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of great information. That's all good. Mm-hmm. But being the guide is really about being a guide for other people and about finding your own guru. Because I do believe that we all have the answers within us that can help guide us to 
what it is we're supposed to do next, career or otherwise. Yes, we need the information. Yes, we need the support, but we have to come back to ourselves. So that kind of ties into some of the things we were talking about today. And then kind of the third part of the journey is how do I take all this and carve my own path and create my own business. Now, some people go and they work within other corporations and organizations. You can work within a team, but oftentimes people do want to go out and create their own practice. And and today, you know, um, in the virtual world we're living in, there's so many opportunities to do that because Boy, when I first got started almost 20 years ago, like, you know, you know, putting up a website was like a pretty novel yeah. thing to do. Yeah. We didn't have the communications that we have today. And here we are, you know, you and I today are on Zoom and you have your own podcast and there's just so many ways. And what I love about that is it really goes back to that alignment formula we were talking about earlier. It's like, okay, what are your talents? What are your passions? What's your story? You can have any talent, passion, or story and bring it into being a coach because a coach can support people from many different ways. You can work within a corporation. You could do a podcast. You could develop a product. You could work with people one-on-one. -on -one, you could help groups. So you get to really um, bring your own skills and talents through your passion in this field. It's an exciting field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love that. All right. Um, I think this is all I wanted to uh, share with our listeners today. And I'm really glad that we had you and that we had this really fruitful conversation because I think career burnout can always be seen as such such a maybe black box. Um, and I think it's always helpful to create awareness and educate people about the different options that they have available and also how to get to choose these options, right? What kind of questions to ask yourself in order to get to the to the next step and to the next thing. So I'm really glad that we had you. How can people reach out to you or connect with you if they are interested in joining your community? Well, I'd love to offer a special guest for people who are listening today who are like really resonating with the whole career burnout thing. Um, and uh, it's you can go over to superpowergift.com. And what happens when you go there is you can take the career superpower quiz. This is a super great place to start if you're facing career burnout right now, because you're going to kind of tap into that formula. You're going to tap into your talents and um, start to understand your passion better. Because again, we all have these unique talents that we may or may not be using. And if we're not using, they could be leading to burnout. And so you take the quiz, you're going to get your customized profile, and it's going to help you not only show up better in your current career, but help you to see what careers would be a good fit for you. But it's also going to show you how your career superpower plays out in your relationships and your health and your personal life. So I think it's a great next step for people who were resonating today um, to take the career superpower quiz and get their profile. Again, it's at superpowergift.com. If anybody else is out there listening who's just like really passionate about natural health and healing and they are already on the journey of kind of considering, okay, what's my mm -hmm. next career? You can visit us at IAWPWellnessCoach.com. A lot of free gifts and information over there as well and our podcast. So great. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I will make sure to obviously share all of these links in the show notes as well so people have easy access. So then super, super glad that we had you. Thank you so much for your time and your energy that you shared with us today. I wish you all the best for your journey. And if people are listening right now and they think, wow, this was a really interesting podcast and I have this one person in my life that I think would really benefit from this information today, then make sure to share this podcast with them and to, to share that kind of knowledge because I really believe that 
when we are educating people and when more and more of us know that all of the feelings that we are experiencing are normal, then we can create a, a better place and a better world. So yeah, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will hear you hopefully in the next podcast. Thank you, Julia. Goodbye, everyone.